0: in in the whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of the country who sent him to, be, uh, to his fields to feed the pigs. So basically at this time, after he spent all his money, uh, not only did he go broke, but the, the place, the country he was around just went through a hard economic time and everybody went poor. So he wasn't just poor, he was poorer than poor because he wasted all his money. Verse 16, he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating. Eating, but no one would give him anything he was so hungry so desperate for food so poor that he was looking at what the pigs were eating he was like mm, man that looks good leftovers from two years ago yeah that looks that looks pretty good right now he was hungry he was starving verse 17 when he came to his uh senses he said how many of my father's hired men have food to spare and here i am starving to death I will set out to go back to my father uh, and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. A little bit, just a little bit more vocals, please. And this is where I want you guys to pay attention right here. This is going to be in these three parables that I'm going to read to you. Somebody say, we're reading the word today. We're reading the word of God today. So we're going to read a little bit first before I actually get into the message. And there's going to be certain parts of the scripture where I want you to focus on and remember, if not highlight it or write it down, okay? So here we go, verse 20. So he got up and went to his father, and this is where I want you to emphasize, but while he was still a long way off, he was coming home, he was a long way off, all the way down. His father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. Verse 21, then he said to him, Father, I have sinned against you, or rather heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. Here we go, another emphasis, verse 24. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, so he began to celebrate. Somebody say, party up in here. Come on, man. That's what I'm talking about. He had a party after all that. He said, my son was dead. He was lost, and now he's found. Let's start a party. Put a robe on that son. Put a ring on his finger. Put his sandals on his feet, and let's party because my son, I thought, was dead. He's alive, and he's with me now. Come on, somebody. Verse 25. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near to the house, he heard the music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him, what's going on? Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back and safe and sound. Verse 28. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So the father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered to to his father, look. All these years I have been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat and I, so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes come home to kill the fattened cat, uh, you kill the fattened cat for him? My son, the father said, you are always with me. And everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Amen. That was the first parable. The second parable, we're going to go ahead, uh, same chapter, Luke 15, but we're going to go up verses. We're going to go verses 8 to 10. Somebody say the parable of the lost coin. Now, I want you to remember and emphasize, highlight, jot down, whatever you got to do, verse number eight. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me! Rejoice with me! I have found my lost coin! In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of angels of God over one sinner who repents. There is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God. When I repented and I got saved, born again four years ago, there is rejoicing in heaven when every single one of you will or has gotten saved and born again in heaven. There was a party going on up there, guys. When you after jesus christ not just as your lord and savior but you began to live for him you began to love him with all of your heart there was a party going on up there, there was a holy ghost party. Hey, hey all right there was something dope going on up there man all right so the last parable luke chapter 15 same chapter but we're going to go up again we're going to go verses 1 through 7 all right somebody say the parable of the lost sheep and this one just happens to be my favorite one Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 to the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? Amen. I want you to remember verse 4. Suppose one of you has 100 sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 to open field to go after that one sheep? Amen. Amen verse 5 and when he finds it he joyfully puts it on his shoulder come on so, woo, yeah i found you put it on your shoulder walk over there and goes home then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says rejoice with me i have found my lost sheep i tell you that in the same way listen up elevate there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who would prince than over 99 Nine righteous persons who do not need to repent there will be more rejoicing elevate come on in heaven over one stinking sinner like me that repents and accepts jesus christ as lord man amen come on man when i say the, you say mission the the come on nice and loud the the That's what I'm talking about. These three parables, these three parables that we just read, all found within Luke chapter 15, have two things in common, two very important things right here. These three parables describe two things of great importance. All right? The first thing it describes, if you're writing down notes, this would be a good time right here. The first thing it describes is Jesus' mission while walking on this earth. 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ was alive, walking in this earth just like you and I are right now. And the first thing that these three parables show that was of great importance was Jesus' mission. His mission, right here, found in Matthew chapter 19, verse 10. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. Amen? For the Son of Man, Jesus, came to seek... And to save what was lost, so when you got saved, you, you were like, oh my gosh, I found Jesus, I found Jesus, that's awesome, no, man, Jesus has been looking for you this whole time, he's been seeking you, when I was d- just broke down, busting, disgusting, liquor, he was, when I was hiding under a rock, in my alcoholism, in my depression, God was seeking me, he's like, boy, what are you doing underneath that rock, when you should be on top of this mountain with the eagles, rejoicing, because I'm seeking you, and I will save you, because you are lost, some of you are lost in this place. Some of you don't really know the true word of God. Some of you have heard this for the first time, just like this, brought to you. But let me tell you something. God is real. Jesus is real. He's here tonight, and he's seeking you. He's seeking you tonight. He, man, you're like, man, God is in this place. Yes, he's in this place. And he's like, finally, my son, my daughter has come home, and they're about ready to accept me. Amen. The second thing, the second thing. The four scriptures or the three scriptures, I emphasize show the top priority of God. So the first thing that it describes was Jesus' mission on the earth, which was to seek and to save what was lost. The second thing was it emphasized the top priority of God. the number one thing on God's list for everybody on this earth, right here, the experience of forgiveness and a relationship with His people. So God's top priority with us on this earth is the experience of forgiveness and the relationship with His people. Now I really want you to get, with His people. There are specific people that are that are His, all right? God says if My people, in Jeremiah, will humble themselves and pray, if My people will humble themselves and pray, He's not just talking about if all the Puerto Ricans. If all the Mexicans, if all the Caucasians, you know, no, no, no. He said, if my people, people who accepted me, people who I consider my sons and my daughters, people who consider God their father and live as if he is really their father, those are his people. And his main priority for you guys, for all of us to experience is not only his forgiveness, but his relationship. Amen. Because a good father would have a relationship with his son or daughter. Amen. 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 Danny, go ahead and turn to the next slide for me really quick. We're just going to give a quick overview of all the scriptures that I wanted you to emphasize, okay? So the first one, just in case you didn't jot them down, was Luke chapter 15, verse 20. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. And going on, number two, uh, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, so they began to celebrate amen and the uh the third one or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one does she not light a lamp sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it luke chapter 15 verse 8 luke uh, number 4 luke 15 verse 4 suppose one of you had a hundred sheep and loses one of them does he not leave the 99 and and the, um, in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it all these emphasize. The two things that I I showed you before, they describe Jesus' mission, mission. Come on, somebody. He had a mission, his mission on this earth, and God's top, top priority with us, his children. Amen? If God's top priority was to save what was lost, right, According to Matthew, sorry, chapter 19, if his top priority was to save what was lost and to show forgiveness and a relationship to the ones who know nothing of it, what should I main priority be? Elevate, that's a challenging question for you tonight. What should your priority be in life? What should your priority be while you're on the lunch table? What should your priority be while you're taking the bus home? Amen. What should your priority be? If that was Jesus' priority and you call yourself a Christian, Christ-like, right? If you're from Chicago, you're a Chicagoan. If you're from Texan, you're a Texan. If you're a Christian, you are christ in. You're a Christ-in. You are like christ People should see Christ in you. If you acknowledge yourself as a Christian, they should see the top priority in your life is not just to go to school, get good grades, go to college, build a family. No, it should your top priority in life should be to save the lost that is around you because there are a lot of lost people, especially in my life, amen. There are a lot of lost people out there. I guarantee we go out there on Irving Park Road, there's four lanes, and we see all those people crossing back and forth. Within 30 seconds, we will see at least 30 people lost people amen come on man we need to fight we need to invite our friends to church amen we need we need to plug into the lives of the lost amen come on man and and you're probably looking at me like man when was the last time you brought a friend dude well my friends aren't 15 years old you know what i'm saying you guys are my friends but look listen to me man i'll give you an example uh my car broke down dude it was bad it, it, it was not drivable anymore so i had to start taking the bus come on man god the lord humbled me man i was like uh all day pass please thank you Oh man. So I'm here waiting for the bus. It's all cold and then this this one guy from Ecuador, I'm like, Amigo, como te llama? Right, I was just like, all right, I'll just start talking to him in Spanish. He didn't know English. His name was Pedro. Come on, somebody, let me <laughs> let me tell you something, man. That is a ride from Montrose to Belmont on Kimball. Pedro heard the word of God, amen. In Spanish, whether it was broken or not. Come on, somebody, the word of God penetrated to his heart, and whether he accepted it or not, I planned and I plugged away, amen. That's just one example, guys. You take the bus every day, man. Come on, man. Some of you have cars. Hey, that's cool, man. That's all right. You're too cool all right that's all right don't worry about it look there's different ways to plug away there's different ways you go to school you have public places i have co-workers man that have come uh, because of my my preaching and stuff like that man dude l- listen to me romans chapter 1 verse 16 paul says to the church in rome i paul says you wrote two-thirds of the new testament he said i am not ashamed of the gospel Paul says that I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power. Somebody say power. Come on. Somebody say power because it is the power of God for the salvation of everybody who believes. It is the salvation, the power for everybody who believes. Does Paul say some people? Does uh, does Paul say certain people? No, he says everyone. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God, of salvation for everyone on this earth, everyone who believes in him, amen? The gospel is not meant for certain people. It's meant for everybody. It was meant for me just as much as it was meant for you, amen? The power of God should be evident in your life. If you have a testimony on why God brought you here today and you are serving him with your whole life, guess what you got? You got power. You have a power in your testimony. The Bible says that your testimony is the second greatest weapon that we have against the devil in this world. You have power behind your name. Why? Because your name, right in front of your name, is Jesus Christ, amen? It's Jesus, then you, then the power of God, amen? It's right there with you, man. Do not be ashamed of the gospel. Do not be ashamed of the gospel. If somebody comes up to you and asks you a question, or do you start stuttering, I'm not a Christian, I'm not a Christian i don't know what you're talking about no no say yes i am a christian i go to elevate we meet up every single friday every friday 7 30 because i remember that because dolphin says that every single week what time we meet 7 30 what the oh, yeah. friday every single every friday every uh 7 30 p.m we meet up come on over that's power right there as little as you think as little as effective as you think that is that is power why because you are in one way or another sharing the gospel with somebody else all right go to and share your testimony why because there's power behind it amen there is there should be no nothing in your way to be ashamed of the power of God that happened in your life, man. I get on the rooftops if I could, man. Man, you guys haven't seen me preach for a while, amen. I get I get loud, I get veins, I get sweaty, and I'll start preaching the word of God. And I don't care where I'm at. Amen. Come on, man. Don't be ashamed of the gospel because the gospel saved you, right? That gospel that you should not be ashamed of, that gospel saved you. It was the gospel that changed you, amen? And it is the gospel that reveals your destiny destiny according to the word of God, amen? Your destiny, hey, you want to be a doctor, that's all good. But guess what you should be first? A minister of the word of God, amen? Come on, man. That gospel saved you, it changed you, and it reveals things to you, amen? Come on, Romans chapter 15, verse 20. It has always been my ambition. Paul continues on after he's saying, I'm not ashamed. Yeah, I'm not ashamed, right? He goes on forward in chapter 15. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ is not known amen it has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where the where christ is not known man amen your schools hey people might know who jesus is but they were just like me some white dude that died on the cross my lord and savior i think right that's what they think of him they don't really know him they don't know who christ really is i sure didn't and i'm sure i'm sure many of you if not all of you did not know who jesus christ was before you came and got saved born again amen Come on, man. You did not know. And guess what? If you did not know, that's a really good chance your friends at school didn't know. That a complete stranger outside of these doors do not know the power of salvation and the word of God, man. It has always been my ambition to preach the word of God where it has not been known. Amen. Elevate. What is your ambition tonight? What is your ambition tonight? We must be like Paul and preach the gospel where Christ is not known. Preach to your schools, man. How bad do you want to see people in your school get saved, man? That's a true test of your heart right there. How bad do you see, do you want to see people from shirts just walk out, just walk out the doors and just with tears coming down their eyes and be like, man, I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on, but the, 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 the sun is shining. The the sky seems more blue. Amen. The grass seems more greener. Something happened. Somebody talked to me about some guy named Jesus. And they're coming out there and be like, man, are you looking like it's cloudy outside and there's a little snow and mud there. You know what I'm saying? But all they see, they're so filled with the Holy Ghost and they're so happy. They see that the grass is greener on the other side. It's spiritual. Amen. There is something going on. Man, people will get rocked in your school if all you do is not be ashamed of the gospel and know that there's power behind your voice and people will get saved in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, man. Do not be self-conscious of yourself because someone could do it better than you. Somebody could, could preach better than you. No, if all you know how to do is pass a flyer, invite somebody to Friday Youth Group, guess what? You're doing a whole lot. Amen? You're doing so much and you don't even know it. Because, look, if you invite 20 friends and only 10 of those friends come, or, you know, forget that. If you invite 20 people and only two of those people come. But two of those people get saved and they get rocked. They get filled with the Holy Ghost and power behind that salvation. Guess what? Those two people will keep on inviting more and more and more and more. And those two, within those two people, within a span of 10 years, could, uh, could have been used to save 100 people. Those 100 people, how? They would have never gotten saved without your invitation. You know what I'm saying? Amen? It's the power behind the gospel. It's the power behind the salvation within, which is within you. Amen? Turn to your Bibles to Second Corinthians, please. We're going to go ahead and close out with this scripture. Getting me all preachy up here. Mm, mm. Come on, somebody. Woo, man. Mm. Bam, take that devil. Ugh, knock you out. Pink tutu wearing. <laughs> All right, here we go, here we go, all right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, bam, take that, that's a knockout right there. Verse 20, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, somebody say ambassador, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as, as though God were making his appeal through us we implore you on christ's behalf to be reconciled to god verse 21 god made him jesus who had no sin to be sent for us so that in him jesus we might become the righteousness of god amen danny go ahead and turn to the next slide for me please ambassador dictionary.com right there ambassador a diplomatic official of the highest rank sent by a government or represent, uh, to represent it on a temporary mission So it's like the United States sending uh, somebody to Greece, sending, uh, let's just call him uh, Bob, all right? So the United States sent Bob to Greece, and Bob has the power. He has the highest rank. He is representing the United States of America. America, so a miracle, that's what I'm talking about. Come on, somebody. Lord. Uh, Here we go. So he's representing the United States of America. So whatever he says, whatever comes out of his mouth is representing the United States. Amen. Come on, man. So that's what an ambassador is, a diplomatic official of the highest rank. Somebody say highest rank sent by a government to represent it on a temporary what? Come on now. To represent, uh, uh, represent it on a temporary mission. mission. Guys, next slide for me, please. Bam, right there, all right? So, guys, right here, you elevate. You elevate. Listen to me very closely. There's a reason why it's black. Put your name there. The Bible says that you are Christ's ambassador, a diplomatic official of the highest rank sent by the government to represent a temporary mission. You, Elevate, are officials of the highest rank sent by God to represent the mission. Amen? You are ambassadors of God. You represent God in the highest rank to represent not just a temporary vision, but the, the mission. Somebody say, the mission. The mission is for me as much as it is for you. Amen. Somebody say, I am an ambassador on a mission for Christ. Amen. Elevate this message is for you. This message is but a taste of what will be coming in this new season for you. Elevate, listen to me very carefully, because I didn't get it at first, but I really need you to get this right now. And more importantly, God needs you to get this right now. You are representatives of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Does that mean you have to die on the cross? No, no, that doesn't mean that. You represent Jesus Christ wherever you are. The Bible says that we ought to have a lifestyle of worship meaning what we did right here on this altar about 20 minutes ago james be broken it's my jam you know what i'm saying uh, like like that, that okay that could be worship that's fine but wherever you go i was just sharing this last week with somebody right in the van i think you wherever you go you are representing christ and your lifestyle is a lifestyle of worship so you're walking home from school and temptation comes knocking on your door. Temptation comes right here. You say, devil, get away from me. You keep walking. Guess what that was right there? That was a form of worship unto God. Why? Because you did not give in to that, and you gave into the will of the Lord, which is a form of worship unto God. When you do that, you are living a lifestyle pleasing to God and a lifestyle which is considered worship unto God. Amen? Amen. Let's go ahead and close our eyes really quick. Let's bow our heads. And, guys, if you really want to be used by God, man, I really, no looking around, just raise your hand in this place. Just raise your hand in this place. Leaders, find them, please. Amen. Come on. Come on. Jesus, you know what? All eyes, no looking around, please. Don't disrespect this time. Hallelujah. Then if you could put something in the background, please. If, if you want to be used by God in this mission and be a true ambassador of Christ, just raise your hand and get prayed for. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Dim the lights, please. Lord, Father, God, we thank you so much, God, and we pray in the mighty name of Jesus for your power, your impartation, God, to fill this place, God. I pray for a deep understanding of what it really means, Lord, Father, to be an ambassador, to be a representative, to have a lifestyle of worship, God. I pray, Lord that these young men and women, Lord, will get serious with you tonight. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus for a power to enter into their lives, God, a power unlike they have ever felt in their entire life. Let that be imparted into them, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Father, let us represent you as the highest rank possible on this earth to others who don't know you. Father, break the chains in this place, God. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. Just keep keep praying in this place. If you're getting prayed for, keep praying. If you're not getting prayed for and you want to get prayed for, raise your hand in this place. Just wait for the leader to come to you. We're just going to spend this time right now, just a couple minutes, five minutes, giving it to the Lord right now.